Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hale Varsity Radio, the Red River rivalry. We check in with our dear friend Dean Blevins, Suter quarterback. And, of course, with the Sports Animal and KWTV Sports Director. Find him and follow him on Twitter at Dean Blevins. Dean, it's uh, it's State Fair time, brother. How are you? Well, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing well. Um, I don't know if you checked with me Saturday about uh, noon or 1 or 2 or 3, if I would uh, have enthusiasm in my voice, but I do right now. Well, hey, uh, it was hard fought with Oklahoma, and they are in the spot where you want to be, ranked, unbeaten, and uh, ready to take on a a rival. Uh, There's some sweat in the great state of Nebraska about tomorrow night, Dean, and I think Michigan just ran for another five-yard carry on first down. Well, that means you defended them very well, better than that. Yeah, that that was a good play. I don't know what the next one will be. (laughs) It's going to be play action. Someone's going to be open. Yeah, if you stop them at five. Now, I've been, uh, you know, I follow you really, follow Nebraska very, very closely, and especially when Casey was up there, and I wish that 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 had worked out better for him to be there, although now he's injured and Mm -hmm. and in bad shape. yeah, I know you've got issues up there. So you called me to talk OU Texas. I did. I'm I did. Ready to, I'm ready to lay on you whatever you need. Well, what do you what do you think? Tell me about this Suitors team and how uh, how you like this matchup. And, and what are your? We'll start with Texas. What are your impressions uh, of of Sark and, and this year's Texas? Are they are they different? Are they dare I say back? Yeah, they are definitely back. And I thought that before. Uh, because I just know the quality of athlete they're able to recruit every year. But even though they have had, and this year's talent is so much better than they've had, but even though they've had good talent down there, you know, they just puttered around and been an embarrassment, basically, um, since they were great in, in 2009. Um, but this is different. Sark took the knowledge that it's incredible how much he learned from Nick Saban. Personally, I'm just on the phone with a huge Texas donor, and he was telling me stories about how tight Sark and and, uh, Saban talk three times a week, and there's a bond there that goes back to a heart issue where he could have died. It's pretty significant how, how tight those guys are. And he took all of that to Texas, and even though it was a rough start, um, he's he's got it going now, and this particular Texas team is by far the best that I've seen since 2009. They don't have the greatest. I mean, you could pick apart. You could say their center maybe is not the greatest they've had. You could say their edge guys. They've got some highly ranked guys. Um, Collins, they've got some five stars that, that haven't been as good as they need to be, but, and their kicker has been, had an off season. But I'm telling you, aside from – 
three or four, maybe three positions, they're loaded. And they don't just have uh, one guy or one group. They have multiple people. So it, that's the biggest change I've seen at Texas uh, in following them for 50 years now, more than 50 years, is that, that, that this year they have the talent. They, are, they can match, if not match, if not defeat, every team in America in the trenches, mostly on the defensive side, but they're pretty good offensively too. But they have stacked them up defensively with those big hosses that are going to be first and second round picks to where Texas is a different animal right now, just a different animal. And they complimented that. I will say that it's not a coincidence that NIL kicked in when Texas finally started to recover. So money has been the driving force. But they paid great players and brought them in. So they have a a ton of skilled players who are so much better than Oklahoma right now. And that's never really been the case. Oklahoma's always had the skilled players and generally the better quarterback going into this game, which is really huge. But not now. Not now. Dean Blevins with us here on Hale Varsity Radio discussing the Red River rivalry, Texas and Oklahoma, this Saturday, 11 a.m. And Dean, to flip it around to Oklahoma's side, it's looked different under year two of Venables. They haven't quite been tested early in the season, but they've had convincing wins every single week of the season. And I want your take on, on what's changed thus far in year two under Venables and what you, you still think is a little untested and, and what you want to see in, against Texas on Saturday. Well, what's changed is he did a, he's a tremendous recruiter. He hasn't had the NIL money to go compete and, and be ranked anywhere in these national recruiting rankings, yet he's bringing in top five classes. He's remarkable at it. OU is finally getting into the NIL game, so I think that's going to be much better than it's been and easier for him. So he's brought in talent, most of it, since he's only in year two, that talent that is ranked in terms of recruiting classes is obviously very young or not here yet. So those guys, even though you've got a, a kid like uh, Peyton Bowen, the five-star kid out of Denton who has uh, came to OU, he's playing, and there's several others that, that are five-star guys that are already playing. Um, they're playing earlier than they would at elite schools. And Oklahoma is much better defensively. Brent's guys are understanding more what he wants to do. And he went out and, and brought in seven, eight, nine transfers who were proven. Now, they may have played at uh, Division Three, which some of them did, or they may have played at Indiana or some of these other places. But they're coming in and contributing, and they're, they're good players. A couple of them are great. Rouse, for example, is, is one that would fall into that category. But in terms of just sheer dominant um, uh, ability talent-wise, this team will be dwarfed by uh, by Texas. I I am extremely optimistic about the future because they've got a quarterback coming. I've seen them all, guys, that have come through here, and you know there have been some good ones. But they've got this Jackson Arnold kid who came out of Denton also, the number one player in high school last year. He's everything that they had hoped to be and more. I would expect him to be in the game at some point at Texas. And for the future, it's really, really bright for him. But for Saturday, not so bright for anyone uh, in Crimson, in my opinion. Dean Blevins with us, Hale Varsity Radio, Red River Rivalry, Texas, Oklahoma. Vegas says minus five and a half. Dean, what do you think of, of that number? 
you've laid out where Texas is at and, and where things are at with Venables, but you played in it, man. You lived the rivalry. Can yeah. you kind of paint the, the picture of its intensity? Well, the intensity is unlike any other. I mean, there's uh, hatred like no other game. The Texas fans now are so much more boisterous and confident because of what they, they've got. So it used to be you go down there, and since Bob was here, you know, you go back to the beginning of the Big 12 days, Oklahoma's beaten Texas two of three times. And so many of those were lopsided games. So, you know, you, you kind of have uh, uh, a dominance there that the Texas fans just were dreading Oklahoma many of those seasons. But <clears throat> it's not now because they're loaded. You mentioned <clears throat> uh, the line. Um, all I will say is if I were a betting man, uh, and I'm sure hoping Oklahoma pulls the upset, but if I were a betting man and I could pick one game this season, uh, this would be the game that, that I would pick because I think so much has to go right for Oklahoma that there's the margin for error is so slim. And I, I just think the momentum and the overall talent that Texas has is going to make it very, very difficult for Oklahoma. And I just am surprised that line is that low. Dean, what is the Big 12's appetite for a rematch for the Big 12 championship between Oklahoma and Texas? Oh, I think everyone that, uh, from Oklahoma and Texas would love to see it just because Brett Yormark, the commissioner, um, would be putting his foot in his mouth for about the 50th time since he took over. <laughs> Uh, he can't stand Oklahoma and Texas, and he's done some dastardly things to prove it. I don't know what the rest of the conference, the rest of the conference is ready to move on from them, but it is interesting that they are the two teams that are ranked from the conference and the, the heavyweights once again. I think there's a good chance of that. I believe if Texas were to lose this game, they would definitely be able to make it to the, to the championship game. And Oklahoma will have more talent than every team that faces from here uh, until the, the uh, accomplished championship game, uh, whether they can turn those into wins or not, uh, running the table or doing well enough to make that game or not, I'm not as uh, confident, uh, but Texas will be there. Dean, before we get you out, I want to bring this back to Nebraska. You know, I had to do it. We're in Lincoln, Nebraska. I had to. And I want to take you back to 1999 and Bob Stoops when he's rebuilding this Oklahoma football program. Year one for him was 7-5, and five, makes the bowl game. Year two for him was 12-0, and 0, and it's just a, a tale of two seasons, essentially. And I want to get your take on, on that rebuild under Stoops. What was the flip between year one and year two, and are there any parallels between what Nebraska and Matt Rule could be trying to do? Well, I hope so for Nebraska's sake, uh, because Bob took it at, at its worst in, in OU history and won a national championship in his second year. And I'll admit that he and I are very good friends, so this is a very biased perspective. But the things that he has done after he quit coaching here, one of them specifically is when Lincoln Riley uh, left and the program was just in disarray, Venables was coming in, Bob stepped forward, kind of took control to a degree of the program without interfering, and coached them in a bowl game, which they won, and it's just become life-size. He's not in the Switzer category yet, who turned, I think it was 85. I touched base with him earlier today. Today's his birthday. But Bob did marvelous things, and Bob did it just, there's no secret. 
he had a young, aggressive, smart, confident, bold coaching staff. You look across the country with the Manginos and the Leeches. I mean, the, the guys that they had, it was just spectacular to see who all they had coaching. But then he brought in his type of players, and Bob was exacting in how uh, he went about his business, and he demanded respect. Not that he demanded it, but just his persona demanded respect and leadership. And uh, it was amazing. Those things enabled him to get to where he was, along with being the best school in the country, in my opinion, since that run when Heupel went in there in 99. Uh, then from that point until when Caleb Williams left, it's been the best school for quarterbacks. So Nebraska has to get it right at quarterback. And you, you got to recruit better than what's going on right now. But I do believe in your head coach. I think he has the ability to do it. He has the ability, but can he bring in all of these other resources that a Bob Stoops did that enabled him to turn around this juggernaut from flat to champion? Dean Blevins, Sports Animal. And, of course, you can find Dean on Twitter at Dean Blevins. Dean, it is always good to talk Red River with you. Love your perspective on the rebuild and enjoy yourself down there at the Cotton Bowl, all right? Okay, guys, enjoyed it as always, and I'll be pulling for you this week again. Go get them.